0: Welcome, the readers, to Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the Payspot Patreon Podcast Network. Pacebot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about remote control hobbies.
1: Oh, very interesting, James B. I've always been interested in remote control.
0: Learn how to control a drone. So sophisticated, it could fly around your house or fly out a window. Or fly into the Baxter Building, down 100 random hallways, and drill a hole in Mr. Fantastic's break-proof prison. Listen to Droning On, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. on the Pacepot Pot, Patreon Podcast
1: Network. Droning On is an excellent name for that podcast, James B. Perhaps, though, we shouldn't be having our listeners uh, fly around super laser-beaming, potentially deadly, Hey, drones maybe yeah, yeah. I don't know. you know
0: we're we're part of a network so all we do is we mention some of the shows on the network so we're not telling our <laughs> listeners to do anything we're just it's a show, it's a i'm sure we're being crossed to them yes Free i'm will. sure if you listen to the joining on podcast maybe they're sponsoring like saying hey check out let's read spider-man like you know how are we getting droning on speaking of droning on let me give you some of the summary of what's been going on in the past Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man books, because there's been a lot going on in these books. This is this is the yeah. a, the A book of the 1980s, and Spider-Man, he just doesn't know where Felicia's power has come from. He doesn't bother her enough about it because he doesn't have time, because he's been busy trying to figure out what happened to the answer, who was just killed or at least zapped or disappeared. Plus, he had cloak and dagger running yeah. around, and cloak was almost. Uh, eating people and Dagger was almost dying. And then Silvermane was trying to kill Dagger. And then uh, they're all out of the story arc. So everybody's finally gone. It's just the Kingpin hanging around. I mean, Felicia's there taking her better photos than Peter and uh, Aunt May. <laughs> She's not around because she ain't talking to him because he dropped out of school. How convenient. We can just write her out all the stories. And uh, the symbiote has been identified. And, you know, if you listen to our last podcast, we know it's escaped, but it might not have quite escaped yet in these books, depending on the crossover. I think it's going to escape in the middle of these books. Yes. And the first of these books is from January of 1985. Woo! Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 98, True Confessions by Milgram, Trimp and Mooney
1: after recalling again how he was lucky to get rid of his black suit. This also happens at the start of the last three books. Uh, Spidey swings into the cat's apartment to confront her about the nefarious acquisition of her powers. They swing away together to talk. There's a great panel in this book on page four of the cat and (laughs) Spider-Man, quote, tidying up her apartment. Because when Spider-Man swings in, Felicia spills her coffee... (laughs) And it's Felicia like using a cloth to mop up before and Spider-Man is putting newspapers on the ground, I think, to help mop up the I think he's stuff. picking up
0: the newspaper because if you look at the panel on the full page, uh, splash page, her yes. newspapers go flying in the air because she was reading uh. the newspaper and all the pillows <laughs> flew up in the air in the newspaper. Everything went crazy because she was, you know, she's not used to seeing like a superhero like, the, like that. She's not used to living this dangerous life.
1: <laughs> well, over at the Kingpin's skyscraper, Kingpin is berating his scientists for being unable to help his wife. But while the scientists have been unable to help Vanessa, Jonathan Owen has made significant progress in replicating Cloak's powers. When he increases the power of his scientific instruments, a black hole forms, and in the name of scientific curiosity, Jonathan steps
0: into the cold abyss. It should be mentioned that the Kingpin says, since my super-powered henchman, the answer, has disappeared, I fully expect
1: you scientists to create a super-powered agent for me. Wow. The machine's power uh, overload causes a major outage in New York City. This emboldens the recently escaped symbiote to slink around looking for Spider Man. So he's out, James B. in the hopes of rebonding. Yep. But Spidey is knocking out looters <laughs> and preaching to the black cat about responsibility and honor. It's a little rich, uh, but it has little effect on the cat's morality and Spider-Man loses his patience. When he becomes aggressive, he has some bad luck. Eventually, though, uh, the cat and Spidey kiss and everything seems hunky-dory.
0: Eddie, Felicia accuses Spider-Man of ignoring her one night. And he tells her and essentially tells the reader that the black costume must have been taking him out at night. And that is why he was so tired.
1: So this is the first time he's acknowledging it and like letting us know for sure that's right. what's happened. Affecting their relationship. Well, across town, Betty is justifying having lunch with Flash because her husband Ned Leeds is never around. While Flash is justifying lunch with Betty because Shawshank is sneaking around with Peter. Of course, we know Peter and Shawshan don't know they are being perceived like this, but at the end, we see Jonathan Owen make it out of the strange black hole all covered in teleportation spots. Before he reveals his discovery to the Kingpin, he wants to test his powers on Spider-Man. It doesn't look good for Spider-Man and Black Cat uh, in this book. They're really having a lot of rocks in their relationship. The cover of the book has like a giant kingpin with his hands pushing apart the small spider-man the black cat but is it the kingpin that's breaking them up really not in this book it's their own problems that seem to be confounding their relationship uh, i don't understand the cover well it depends if we believe that the kingpin is really
0: responsible maybe that will come up a little bit more as we keep reading through these <laughs> books i didn't care for all the recaps in this book there's a bunch in the beginning. And then there was some origin story recaps in the middle. I mean, I don't know why we need a reminder of all these recaps. Like, I I know the origin of Spider-Man, and, like, it comes up way too often. Other than that,
1: this was a good book, and it did have an origin I did like, which was the origin of The Spot, Eddie. Yeah, I was super happy to see a new villain emerge. Let's see how he does in the next book. Well,
0: the next book's from February of 1985. Stanley presents Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 99, Spider-On-The-Spot by Al Milgram. Herb Trump, and Jim Mooney.
1: Jonathan Ohn is testing his new spotty teleportation ability while we see Spider-Man swinging about town questioning his ability to straighten out his amoral girlfriend. He gets back to his apartment, changes, and decides to head over to the Bugle. But he bumps into his new neighbors, Candy, Randy, and Bambi.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Peter is swinging around town. He says to himself... Oh, man, who is Stranger? The strange girl or the guy dating the strange girl? <laughs> Eddie, he's really
1: questioning his decision to be with Felicia. Yes. Finally. <laughs> uh, James B., do you remember the last time Peter had a beautiful neighbor? Uh, it turned out to be the evil uh, water queen from uh, Namor's world, Lalyra. Maybe he should just stick to the black cat instead of mm. these beautiful neighbors of his at the bugle betty gives peter a hard time about shawshan and flash joe robbie gives peter a hard time about not being around enough but then joe gives peter an apology for being curt at times and gives him a pep talk before sending him on his way i don't
0: think those three girls candy randy and bambi are in the book, by the way, to be a love interest for Peter in any way. I don't yeah. think they, they're presented in that way. That's just my opinion. They're certainly interested in him, though. <laughs> yeah, but they see him as like the cute older man type of person, I think. I, I don't think they look at him as like someone he should be interested in. But yeah, maybe we'll, we'll find out later that I was wrong. Okay, Eddie, this whole Joe Robbie thing you just mentioned, I wonder if they changed plot lines and they had a different plan for why Joe Robbie was going to be angry all the time. You know, maybe Joe Robbie was going to be possessed or Joe Robbie was going to turn evil or Joe Robbie was having some crisis in his life. But he just walks up and's like, hey, I'm sorry I was angry all the time lately and uh, sorry about that. Shakes his hand and says, I'll be better. And that's the end of it. So, so yeah. nothing came from it. I think
1: they just changed the directions. Maybe they changed writers or something. I'm glad to see this, but it was a rapid change. Well, later, Spidey insists the cat and he go to the Kingpin to make sure all of the cat's debts are repaid. When they arrive, the Kingpin's defenses are powerless against Black Cat's bad luck.
0: Also, Eddie, we should mention that Spider-Man has a really hard time around the cat, and they almost have to split up in their attack because she can't seem to control her powers around Mm him. Spider-Man goes off, and he faces against the spot while Felicia's dealing, I think, with the Kingpin. And the Spot, if you know him from the Spider-Verse movie there, you know, the Spot can't even punch Spider-Man enough to do damage. <laughs> and Spider-Man can't really hit him. So the spot just kind of poking out, like slapping him and stuff. The comical fight really ends with the Spot telling Spider-Man, like, leave the Kingpin alone. And then he just disappears into a spot.
1: That's all. <laughs> it's a good battle. It's a great first appearance of a character. Uh, in this book, we also see the symbiote... Bond with an unfortunate tourist from Indiana. It's really weird and quite hilarious, actually. That just some random guy can get the symbiote on him and be covered in Spider-Man's black suit, and then go to do things. I guess whatever they're gonna, it's gonna do.
0: Hmm. Well, let's see if somebody else gets infected in our last book. It's from March of 1985. Stanley presents Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 100. Break-In by Al Milgram, G. Isherwood, and K.
1: Coletta. We begin with the kingpin shirtless with a thousand muscles defeating Spider-Man. It's not just fat, James B. Uh, But suddenly... We see it's not the real Spider-Man. It's some goon dressed up as Spidey sent to spar with the irritable crime lord. This is a great teaser splash page uh shirtless kingpin isn't fat like i said (laughs) although uh we got a fake out here it looks like kingpin was fighting the real spider-man we will finally have resolution in this book
0: what does that mean we'll have resolution in this
1: book like the kingpin and spider-man the story kind of resolves their whole black cat where did she get her powers, and what's what's going on? Like, why is the Kingpin trying to keep them together? All sorts of oh, things have been happening here.
0: Okay, I, mean, I thought you were saying they were going to have, like, a fist fight, because well, they we are, got a fake I mean, out of a fist fight, and then you're saying it's going to resolve in this
1: book. After working out, the Kingpin goes to check on Jonathan Owen's A Scientific Progress. Owen, who recently became the spot, manages to retract his costume in a hideable single dot on his chest. I really like this. He reports that progress is slow in finding a cure for Vanessa, so Kingpin goes to visit his ailing wife soon after.
0: Yeah, Jonathan Owen has not revealed to the Kingpin the power he has. Also, Jonathan is scared
1: of the Kingpin, Yes, but he does have thought bubbles about battling the Kingpin, so. (laughs) Yes, yeah. He's ambitious. Uh, That night, Peter dreams of the symbiote repossessing him and awakes to a desperate phone call from Shawshank. Shawshan pleads to have Peter follow Flash uh, the next morning. Peter agrees. And as Spider-Man, we finally get to see what Flash has been doing and getting beat up for. It's playing football. I did. didn't see this coming, James B. Nope. <laughs> I didn't either. It's crazy. It
0: was, It's so funny.
1: Uh, he, he's tried out for the same team that Ray Dester, if you remember a while back, was part of the match-fixing scandal. I, is it possible that these books were contrived to bring Flash back into prominence? I, I really hope so. I mean, Al Milgram has been writing and illustrating them, so overarching themes. Uh, we also see Betty, though, embrace Flash at the tryouts. And this Spider-Man deems them as kind of cheating on their, you know, respective spouses. James B. deems them as kind of cheating on their respective spouses. I mean,
0: as much as you can be cheating in a comic book, because these characters really don't even right. embrace, but they're, they're spending a lot of time together. For I, I, I want to interrupt here about Flash and Betty, because... Listeners of our show are with us as we go back and forth between Web of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and The Amazing Spider-Man. We're going to be switching between these books all the time. Eddie, when we're reading Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, we get Flash, Shashian and Betty, right? Right. And we go over to Amazing, we get like Harry and Liz. Yeah. MJ. True. <laughs> it's like th- they've got them like in their own... <laughs> TV shows. I know that there is some overlap of people who might watch like wrestling and read comic books. The wrestlers will have like Monday Night Raw and Thursday like Nitro and like the ECW and the NWO and the like they everybody's in these little groups and factions and they shouldn't cross over like stay in your lane, you know. <laughs> Everybody stay in your spot.
1: Well, yeah, they've divided them up. And all
0: the characters that we didn't care about from Peter Parker who were, like, hanging around, like the Steve Hopkins, they all went down to Marvel Team-Up, remember? <laughs> yeah,
1: like... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they're all over
0: there and, uh, you know, what's that guy's name? Uh, Mia and Pia and uh, Roger, yeah. Horn- Roger yeah. Hornberg or White whatever. Dragons
1: guy, too. <laughs> yeah. Philip Chang. Philip Chang. <laughs> they're all over.
0: You guys go to Marvel Team-Up. You, You've been demoted.
1: Relegated. Right?
0: I mean... Peter Parker's got some big, if they could get MJ over here, you know, it's finally made up, right? But she's, she's,
1: Black Cat's over here, so you got to keep the girlfriend separate too, you know? True. Well, Spider-Man and the Black Cat tell each other that they can't hang out uh, the next night while also deciding to go to the Kingpin independently. When Spidey arrives, he must tangle with the spot again. This gives the cat a chance to get into Kingpin's headquarters. Using her bad luck, she easily defeats guards and defenses. When she makes it to Kingpin, she learns that her powers are slowly killing her spider. The Kingpin explains Cat's bad luck power has a cumulative effect on people she spends a lot of time with, so given enough time, Spider-Man could eventually experience an unlucky event that could kill him. Yeah, In your summaries,
0: you haven't really been talking about how Spider-Man has periodically been experiencing bad luck in Black Cat's presence, but I mentioned last book how they split up to avoid this problem. Spider-Man has also fallen off buildings and fallen through a floor near her, so
1: this is a big, a big deal. Yeah. Black Cat, despondent, leaves the Kingpin. Spider-Man outspots the spot and <laughs> enters the Kingpin's lair seconds after Cat's departure. The Kingpin fights Spidey as if possessed, but he is no match for Spider-Man. When it appears the Kingpin is finished, he calls the police. During the battle, we see Cat realize on the roof, so she's not in the room, she's on the roof, uh, that to save her spider, she will have to break up with him. Spider-Man meets Cat on the roof, and before the black cat can tell him why they can't be together, Spider-Man breaks up with the black cat for being amoral, and the cat doesn't have a chance to talk to him about her powers. Wow, what a liability it is to have the black cat broken up with knowing he's Peter Parker. I, I just, it's, it was always going to be very dangerous, but how could Peter go to sleep without some reassurance from her that she won't just tell somebody his secret identity?
0: Listen, Marvel team up Bugle reporter Archer Panchalito doesn't reveal Peter Parker's secret, and those two don't love each other. <laughs> Why would the black cat even bother with that?
1: It's because there's a breakup here. It's that people have hurt feelings. They're going to do nasty things sometimes. And I,
0: I it's implied they love each other, but they can't be together more than anything.
1: I guess so. It's like, we're just too different. I love you, but you're just, I I can't believe the black cat couldn't be upset about being broken. I mean, she seems pretty upset in the panels. She's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like she doesn't get to talk. So, I don't know. At the end we see the symbiote leave the clumsy tourist and slink into Peter's closet. It's back. So I guess this means the symbiote's gonna bond with Peter at least again.
0: Yeah, I think it has the ability to get into his other suits too. I think it can like hide in the red and blue suits.
1: Boy, a lot happens in these books, James B. What'd you think of them? They're outstanding. These are great books. They are unbelievably good. <laughs> <laughs> these are the, I I don't even know the last time I read three books that I was more excited to see what was going on and you know uh, like you said I missed I didn't mention some things in my summary because my summary was super long and it was so interesting I didn't know what to cut there's nothing everything is interesting I'm 14
0: and a half when I'm reading this book I mean, wow it's a per- perfect age because I'm not driving yet I'm not dating.
1: No wonder you're doing a podcast about (laughs) Spider-Man. I don't have a
0: job. This is exactly what you want to be doing right now. By the time these books start to dip off, I'll be doing other things
1: and won't be as important to me. So, oh yeah, peak, peak book time. Extremely good books. Very, very interesting. And the way that the Kingpin, we've we've had the Kingpin saying for however many books, you know, keep Spider-Man and Black Cat together. We can't have them break up remember he told the answer that i'm like why and it didn't make sense and he kept saving spider-man too when he was about to die and then it's just he gave felicia the powers to be vengeful oh great writing he's jerk the kingpin but that's good yeah it's excellent eddie how can people reach us you can email us at let's read at gmail.com uh or you can find us on discord by clicking the link in the description of this podcast
0: and I'm James B. Joined by Eddie. And remember listeners that Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the Pacepot Pot Patreon Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you may also enjoy a podcast about the science of cleaning your home. Listen to the spot <laughs> to talk with the spot about removing spots on the Pacepot Patreon Podcast Network
1: uh teleporting dirtiness away or Mikey could teleport straight into my washing machine dirty things clothing <laughs> that that seems like it would be interesting to listen to although James B he's a, he's a bad guy I'm pretty sure about that goodbye goodbye
0: I think it was important that Spider-Man breaks up with Felicia and she doesn't break up with him.
1: Why is that, James B.? If she breaks up
0: with him, we have a mopey Spider-Man moping around, still in love with her. He can't have her because of the Kingpin. He wants vengeance. Kingpin destroyed the girl he loves. This way here, he can move on and be like, look, I broke up with this girl because she wasn't good for me. He was on my terms. And now... if." you know M- mj
1: wouldn't be like considered the second choice type character oh i see so it's interesting how it played out because he just didn't give her a chance to talk really and she just let him break she up she thought bubbled
0: her. the whole way through oh my god he's not going to break up with me he's not going to yes. break up with me and he had a whole page of like reasons he was breaking up with her and then finally he breaks up with her and she's just sitting there like in shock